Good evening, Every.Black family. Tonight, we have the pleasure of hearing from Ms. Nicole Goodman, founder, author, and serial networker. Being a retired Cleveland policewoman, Nicole Goodman is no stranger to adversity, uncertainty, or hardship. She was also one of the first black women to take the civil service test after affirmative action had been abolished. Her journey has made it extremely easy for her to turn her skills and her knowledge into a powerful strategy that seeks to help the black American community reach a whole new level of strength. As founder of Follow Black Dollars organization, the main concern and most relevant aspect of the organization is to help business owners achieve excellence. Becoming part of this network requires that those who are involved be truly committed to outstanding customer service, efficiency, and impeccable professionalism. Ms. Goodman's book, Get Your Own Damn Fish, takes you on a truly incredible ride that is going to help you see that you are not alone in your life experiences. This is especially important in those experiences that you feel have been negative and difficult. Her podcast, by the same name, with a relentless approach, Nicole knows that the best way to help strengthen a community is to provide a constant stream of content that helps drive her message, her mission, and her philosophy. She believes this is the same as watering a plant. This needs to be something that happens on a constant basis for growth to occur. Please join me in welcoming Ms. Nicole Goodman. Thank you so much. Wow. Right. Hi, I'm everyone. I'm going to stop this. And there you go. Okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, thank you so much um, for inviting me and uh, for seeing the vision and the value and the vision in, in the Follow Black Dollars program. I am truly honored. I, I have, a, have a bit of a presentation, and there is a PowerPoint to that. Are we ready, Tam? <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, welcome, everyone. I would really like to thank you for attending. I appreciate and value your time. I'm sure many of you would agree that we all have a story to tell. Um, and I quote, everyone has a story. It may or may not be a love story. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Tam. Okay, I will start from the top. Welcome um, and thank you so much for attending. I appreciate and value your time. I'm sure many of you would agree that we all have a story. And I quote, everyone has a story. It may or may not be a love story. It could be a story of dreams, friendship, hope, survival, or even death. And every story is worth telling, but more than that, it's worth living, end quote. The awesome Tam Lawrence, publicist extraordinaire. Uh, as a Cleveland as a retired Cleveland police woman, I am no stranger to adversity, uncertainty, or hardship. I was one of the first black women to take the civil service test after affirmative action had been abolished. I was and still am determined to help my community at large. I'm Nicole Goodman, an author who's determined to be not only a bestseller, but the woman who advocated for financial liberation in black communities. I was born and raised in inner city Cleveland, and although Cleveland city officials would rather you see this image of Cleveland, Ohio, here's what I remember. Scroll by. Black communities in Cleveland were hit with the devastation of systemic oppression just as all black communities in America. I attended Cleveland Public Schools and was first employed with the city as a lifeguard seasonally from 16 until I was 24. And then at the age of 24, I was recruited into the Cleveland Police Department. 
I took the civil service test in 1994 after severing my ACL in a practice course set up in a preparatory class I was taking for the civil service exam. As one of the, black, uh, the first black women to take the exam uh, since affirmative action had been abolished, I had to prove my worth. Out of 4,500 people, I scored in the top 100. Jeopardy was a huge help, uh, and I hate I never got the opportunity to shake Alex Trebek's hand. Um, when I returned to work, I'm sorry, <laughs> skip on All right, sorry. Out of the academy, I was assigned to Cleveland's fifth district on the Lower East Side, the very area I grew up on and was still living in. I served as a first responder in my own neighborhood for five years. It wasn't long after I made detective, people started to ask me, as a detective, what's one of the worst cases you've ever worked on? I would have to say there's one case that still haunts me to this day. The three girls uh, who went missing for 10 years. It's important that I say their names, if you don't mind. Amanda Berry, Georgina DeJesus, and Michelle Knight. Each vanished from inner cities, um, from Cleveland's inner city, and they survived by relying on each other. In cases like this, it's less likely that you will find these victims alive. I had only been back to work as a first responder for 10 months after I re-injured my knee in a foot pursuit. I hope this photo doesn't offend anyone. <clears throat> but wait, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that coming into the police academy, I was rehabbing an injured knee. It took me two years before finally getting into the academy on, in August of 1996. The re-injured knee was totally the straw that broke the camel's back. But wait, there is more to the story. Yep, another ram in the bush. I was involved in a car crash that changed my life. A 1976 Oldsmobile ran a red light at 45 miles per hour, hit me broadside, ran me head on into a pole and slammed into my rear end. That accident left me with seven damaged discs, bursitis in my hip and shoulder, memory loss from slamming my head into the windshield. So along with fighting to regain my mobility, I was also fighting to regain my mental acuity. Jeopardy was a huge help, and I hate I never got the opportunity to shake Alex Trebek's hand. When I returned to work two and a half years later, I worked light duty for a year in crime scene and records before being trained as a street investigator. As a CSI, I covered the entire city of Cleveland population over 380,000 on everything from vandalism to homicide, from domestic violence and felonious assault to rape and suicide. Eventually, my injuries began to catch up to me and I was forced to retire in 2010. For goodness sake, I thought I was doing everything right. I gave it my all to do good. I was a single parent mother who fought to provide for my family and my community. I would give you the shirt off my back if you'd ask. Helping others made me feel alive. Now what? The ish piled up so fast, I felt like I had been hit by a Mack truck, and then the damn truck had the nerve to back up. Injury after injury, car crashes, loss of memory, serious health concerns, early retirement, yet I still had a deep desire to serve. Uh, you'll never guess what happens next. Um, I really wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but it happened. 
to learn more, you'll have to get your own damn book. <laughs> Here's what one of the readers said. Nicole's book is ravishing and brilliantly laid out. It takes you through an emotional roller coaster, but in the end, you find out how vivacious and resilient any human can be if you just get your own damn fish. Thank you. Um, sorry, I'm a little <laughs> deep breath. Mm -hmm. Ah, woo sound. Um, I didn't realize I would get so emotional uh, reading those girls' name out loud to people. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, I wanted to ask you about that, but maybe I don't know if I should or not. Um, um, you said that that was a case that you had. What was your part in it? Or if you don't want to say, it's okay. No, no, that's no, that I'm, I'm totally transparent. Um, no, I didn't. About, I didn't know if it was emotionally upsetting you. That's all. Yeah, they those those girls made it. I mean, that you're talking about survival. You know, yeah, I remember real, that. I remember uh, that. <laughs> the whole country remembers that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I um I was the crime scene investigator when we would get phone calls, um, you know, leads, there's a they're buried under this person's garage and they're in this basement and I saw somebody, you know, burying a garbage bag and so they get the whole news out and they got a backhoe digging up somebody's driveway to find nothing. And, you know, the anticipation of that, you got the whole city block blocked off you know, hopeful to find something. And we were wrong the whole time. And the part that haunts me, and, and I'm sure many other of uh, the investigators uh, that were on this, is the house which they were kept, I drove them down that street a million times. Mm. Oh. What, what inspired you to become a police officer. Um, the reason I ask is I admire, there's certain certain jobs that I admire anyone to step out there and do it. And that's one of them. Uh, because every day you walk out the door, you don't know what you're gonna run into, that type of thing. Um, so what, what inspired you? To be absolutely honest, Mr. Davies, I needed a job. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> okay. I, was, I needed one job that uh, paid benefits and I could be home more, you know, to raise my son. So I was working four part-time jobs at the time. Um, it was a lifeguard part-time. I was a nursing assistant. Uh, I worked through the, uh, in the, through the agencies in and out of nursing homes. I did home health aid. I delivered uh, food on the weekends, pizza, you know, whatever uh, restaurant I was at, delivered food on the weekends. And I was a subcontractor for a construction company that used to rehab houses. So after they get done with all the, the heavy work, um, I would go in and vacuum it up and clean it clean out and everything. After I got off my all my other regular jobs, 11, 12 o'clock at night, you know, I would go and clean these houses so uh, to show. And uh, I was dating a guy at the time that was a police officer and asked him the same question and Turns out there was a civil service exam uh, coming up and all you needed was a GED, take a test. I said, I can do that. <laughs> and I took the test and I scored 103 out of a possible 110. 
and wow. I'm ranked number 84 on the list out of 4,500 people. Um, as uh, Ms. Goodman is talking, does anyone has any questions for her about her life or her story? Um, and while, well, this is where we need Jackie, right? But yeah, let me right. ask you, let me ask you this. Um, after your career as a police officer and crime investigator, I know that you also got into a business. Mm -hmm. Can you tell everybody about that and, and where you started to learn about business? Uh, yeah, I, um, I wound up, uh, I was at a, a, a book reading. I went to do this poem. I, read, I had written a poem called Barack's Mama. You know, it was 2008. He was about to go into office and I went to a poetry read one night to read it and uh, some gentlemen said, oh that was great you know nicely dressed invited me to a bookstore I was, oh my god I've been discovered now I gotta write poetry oh lord <laughs> and it uh, turned out to be a legal shield then prepaid legal meeting and I'd had the membership for 10 years I'm like this is phenomenal I tell everybody about this for free I'd been out there and, you know, when people are you know, crying on my shoulder, officer, what do I do, detective, how do I help them? I don't know, you could call it, go to the public defender's office or public pretender, you know, whatever you call them. And, um, you know, go from there. And I, um, this, wait a minute, we'll pay you for that. So I saw the compensation plan and uh, I wanted to, you know, tell the world about this thing out there that can help so many people. Um, so I jumped headlong into it and I traveled the country with them to all the seminars and the weekly briefings and I did employee benefits and corporate presentations and, you know, that's how I, how I learned about team building and, um, business structure. Oh. Looks like Bob Robinson or Olivia Robinson at Henry. Yes. Oh, Hi, yeah. Olivia Robinson, Cary, North Carolina. But I am using my husband's iPad tonight. Hey, <laughs> <Hi>, Bob. <laughs> I apologize that for that. I guess I'm I'm just so impressed. Thank you, Nicole, for being so transparent and sharing the story with us. Love, love the title of the book. I've already downloaded it. I'm going to be reading this <laughs> this week. I guess my biggest question for you, uh, my curiosity is, you scored high on the civil service test, but in that era and at that time in your life, did it help you in terms of placement and making your way into your new responsibilities, particularly as a police officer? Yeah, the one thing about, I'm not sure about other cities, but with Cleveland, where you rank on that list can have an effect on you down the line. So, you know, if a um, two patrolmen came on the job at the same time or vying for a position, it, if it goes to seniority, then they actually will go all the way back to how high you scored on the eligibility list. So it did in terms help, you know, in times when I was trying to uh, test for or uh, type for certain um, positions and, um, you know, things like that. So, yeah, as a matter of, I was supposed to get on the job, the first class out of that job, but like I said, I was rehabbing my knee. Yeah. So I think it for years. Sure. Mm -hmm. sure. And then the, my second or part two question, Olivia, again. So how did you transfer from poetry writing and meeting someone to writing your book? What was that inspiration that propelled you to really get it done? Um, well, there's a, here's another tearjerker. Um, 
two years ago, I lost my husband. Um, I was very happily married. We, uh, he was my personal trainer, and I wound up marrying him a year later. So I'm, I'm living out every one of your clients' dream is to marry a personal trainer. <laughs> but uh, he's also a brilliant businessman. And um, two years ago, he kissed me goodbye and dropped dead. He walked out the house and was on his way back to the gym and collapsed behind the wheel and his car drove off the road. So uh, he was gone before police even got there. I'm so sorry. And uh, me too. He was fine. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And uh, <laughs> um, but I, I came, I live in Hawaii now, so it's uh, almost three o'clock here. And I came out here to find a reason to keep going. I said, you know, of all the things that I tried to do right, and I did, and I gave, and I gave to, you know, and I worked to my soul was overfilled and flowing over and, and all this, and here I am. And so I needed to find my heaven on earth. I said, I know heaven lasts always, but I need to see that now, because, uh, you know, I had just, it had just been a hellish time in life. And I came out here, I said, I'm going to get this book finished. I It took me 11 years to write that book. Um, people need to understand when you do an autobiography, when you write, it's, it's one thing to sit and talk about some stuff that went down. But when you write a story, you have to articulate it so that when people read it, they can see the story. Um, being a crime scene investigator, um, it was my job to document the story so that if new evidence comes up long after I'm dead and homicide doesn't have a, a statute of limitations, they have to be able to pull that information and reconstruct a crime scene based on my report. And if I got a, a dot on an I wrong or a T uncrossed, I could send the wrong man to prison or set a guilty man free. And so I use that skill to being able to, you know, articulate the stories in the book. Um, but getting down to those deep details is, uh, it's healing and I needed to heal. And so the best way I learned how to do that is by putting it on paper. And, um, I knew with all of the stuff that I had been through and come through and how I came through it, that if I can, anybody can. And I'm tired of telling the story one person at a time. Everybody needs to know that you can, you know, your story is just so what, you know, get over it. You know, you were a child, it happened. You had no control, now what? And so um, that was what inspired me that the title um, had come along many years ago from being in uh, most level marketing when, you know, as a police officer, I was making more money than I ever had. And my family was help, 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 help. And it's, I'm a bleeding heart, you know, I'm, I'm here to serve and everyone knew that. But when it came to, okay, well, here's a business we can all come together. And I am, well, when you make it, you know, let me know when you get rich, I want to live in yours. When, well, get y'all on damn fish then. I'm not. Mm. So that's where the title came from. And that was the inspiration behind putting my story together and being transparent and public with it. 
Love that. Thank you, Olivia. One more, and then I'll let somebody else have the floor. Um, is there another book in you? This was an 11-year investment, and probably not that easy to do, but you've got it out. So is there another book coming? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. <laughs> there is also How To Get Your Own Damn Fish workbook. <laughs> and... Um, you know, as you go onto the site, you'll learn more about, you know, what's coming along there, you know, as a bookmark and um, a, a fish logo to go along with the little fish charm. And I am working on the sequel to Get Your Own Damn Fish. Thank so, you. And I get to expound <laughs> on some of those stories. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for asking that. Shameless plug. <laughs> Just to let you know, too, uh, Tam uh, Lawrence with Exposure TV, uh, I assume it was her idea. I know it wasn't mine. Uh, she, she's looking at how our, her clients, uh, and Nicole is one of her clients, and we're one of her clients, how we can all help one another. And so Tam suggested that when people sign up for certain levels of Everyday Black, they get a copy of Get Your Own Damn Fish. And so we're, we're going to start doing that. We're just working out a few details, but we're going to start doing that um, to, you know, and also figuring out ways to make it available for any members that maybe already are members, but if you want to get a copy of her book. So um, anyway, we'll, we'll be announcing that soon. Well, Jimmy, also, too, we want to welcome Nicole. Yes. Uh, she is a member of Every Dot Black. So you welcome to Every Dot Black. We are so honored that you're a member of Every Dot Black. So welcome her family. Welcome, <laughs> well, Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. I'm a hugger. Is that okay? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. welcome to Every Dot Black. Welcome. Welcome. Excellent name. I love it. <laughs> Nicole, I'm coming in personally to welcome you. This is Charisma. Nicole, I sent you an email and I don't know what happened to it. I haven't heard, but I need to talk to you, Nicole. This is Charisma giving you a special welcome. Hey, Thank Nicole. Thank you so much. Hey, Charisma. <laughs> and Ra Rashida's got her hand up. Oh, Rashida, go ahead. How do we raise our hand? Uh, it's uh, little icons in the bottom. Yeah, like under the more button, or it should be a little icon on the bottom of your um, or reactions. But go, go ahead, Rashida. Good evening, everyone. My name is Rashida Wright, and I live in Pennsylvania, in the Poconos Mountain of Pennsylvania. Speak up a little, Rashida. Can you hear me now? Yes, that's better. Okay. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. My name is Rashida Wright, and I live in Pennsylvania in the Pocahontas Mountain of Pennsylvania. And uh, Nicole, I what I took away from your presentation is that you was in a car accident, and that you stay really injured. How? Uh, and I will say it's all long after after the two years that you spent in. At getting better, um, do you have any any problem later on after the car accident? Oh yes, baby. Today is a good day. Um, <laughs> while I did regain my mobility, I have my bad days. Uh, I have eleven damaged joints. Um, I've had a total left knee replacement. 
Um, so yeah, I, I do still, uh, I did go through treatment. I continue with treatment, physical and mental treatment, um, you know, with chiropractors and a psychologist until I left uh, Cleveland, Ohio, just a year and a half ago. So um, I am still under physical care. It's been 20 years. But um, yeah, I, I still, I've been to the emergency room three times this year so far. And hopefully that's that's it. But uh, I'm a holistic, so I don't take I don't have any prescriptions. I don't take medication, um, European uh, Western medication at all, except Motrin. And um, but when it gets tough, yeah, I have to go to the emergency room for some real stuff. Yes, I uh, I could relate to you uh, because 20 years later. I just have a back surgery. Okay, as a matter of fact, my third back surgery after a car accident also 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things that when I hear you, it could be like, I just get the squinch at feeling the same. Yes. <laughs> I, could, I could relate to you. So I, I was telling Jimmy that eight, eight weeks ago, I have a severe back surgery. I got six mm -hmm. hours and a half in under surgery. And I have three displacements. So I mm. definitely, and before I went and do my back surgery six, eight weeks ago, I stopped walking completely paralyzed. Oh man. So I, mm. I, I, when you say that, I was like, oh no, I know exactly where she's going and where she's coming. Mm. Because and mine was, it was inoperable. I had three different neurosurgeons told, tell me not to let anyone operate on my back. And I was actually scheduled to have three discs fused in my neck in 2002. And uh, the day I was supposed to go and have the surgery, I found out that the doctor uh, left town or something. So I wound up going to see another doctor and, and then they told me not to. So, um, you know, I, I'm completely mobile now. Like you can't tell unless you catch me on a bad day. Or, you know, we're out and I'm doing too much. You can't tell that I'm disabled. Yes, I used to yeah. have those bad days and good days. But now that I recoup it and I mm. pray and I ask my ancestors and the universe Listen. to really guide me to that one. Because believe me, you. We need to talk, Rashida. I will give you some tips. I'm trying to say, man, Jimmy and Kim okay. was on the phone about an hour ago. I, said, I will give you some health tips. We got to do a whole nother show because you got a medicine cabinet in your kitchen. Yeah, and I have a I live by that. I'm a natural and a naturalist. So I do everything. I don't take no kind of MD medication. Cannot my body will not tolerate it. So definitely well, we need to talk. Thank you so much. So well, we got Tam's got her hand raised. And what, what I want to do after this is uh give you send you to breakout room so you all can interact with Nicole also. But Tam. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Nicole, excellent yes. and amazing job, darling. Thank you. I owe it all to you. <laughs> Even the backdrop in the shirt, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my questions for you, if you had to look back right now at the 10-year-old Nicole, what would you say to her? At the 10-year-old Nicole? Mm -hmm. um, just keep going. Don't worry about what they say. Don't worry about what they say. Even today, after writing the book, Get Your Own Damn Fish, 
And Nicole, I know, still keeps giving the shirt off of her back. Continues to keep thriving and wanting to do things for the community as Violet Black Dollars. What is that that lives inside of you that makes you want to continue to keep giving back even after all that you've been through? That is a good question. Why I'm not crazy and, um, you know, and a recluse, I have no idea, but I can't stop. Um, I just, <laughs> I just can't stop. One of the things that drove me is that uh, I don't want to pass through this life unnoticed. I want, you know, I don't want to, for, for lack of a better phrase, I don't want to die. Martin, Malcolm, Rosa Parks, they'll never die. They changed America. They changed their names will live on forever. And I wanted to leave my mark. And uh, I tried to do it one crime scene at a time. And then, uh, you know, and I did it or tried to do a room at a time. And, and I just, I wanted to make sure that uh, my efforts on this earth are not forgotten. Um, I was here. I was here. Thank you. Well, uh, um, I told well, you, Jimmy, I want to cry. I'm trying to keep these lashes on. <laughs> 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 My granddaughter, I'm so glad she's here because she helped me out. I, yeah, I'm trying to keep these lashes on. Let's well, see. what we're going to do it this time, you work on your lashes, but actually, <laughs> too, when. I didn't realize I was on mute when you were trying to get your PowerPoint started and I'm just talking and I started, I found the PDF and I started and then I realized they can hear what I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> I was trying to help you out. They just couldn't hear me. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and move, her, move everyone into the breakout rooms and you'll be able to chance to talk directly to Nicole and we're going to move Nicole around from room to room like we always do and then we'll bring you back. Awesome. There we go.
Oh, 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 oh. oh man, <laughs> stop the live streaming.
Hey, Carlos. I'll put you in uh, one of the breakout rooms.
Break rooms are closing out in about 18 seconds, 17 seconds. Everybody back? We are. We are. Well, I just want to close out with this one. Well, close out the regular. We always close out with our song, but I just, this song just gives thanks. And so I just thought it'd be good to just give thanks, um, in particular for Jackie and for all of our blessings.
I just wanted to share that um, I like sometimes finding videos or finding out what people do on the other side of the world that look like us. But, yeah. Um, got a few t-shirts left. I think I got about six left. <laughs> if you're interested, I think I got extra large, 2X extra large, and uh, a medium. Got about six ones, six left. If you want a shirt, let me know. 
give me a call or, or email me. And we always close out with a prayer that Olivia has provided for us. So Olivia. I mean, I don't think you're sharing. You're not sharing? No, you're not sharing. I had a sign that said that my internet was unstable, so. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you kind of froze a, a minute ago, but I think you, you came right back. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we greet you in awe of your greatness, and we thank you for your mercy and grace. We commit to decrease so you may increase in our lives. We ask tonight, God, that you superimpose your will over our plans and preferences, disrupting all setbacks, holdups, and delays, and allow us, Father, to take hold of those things you have prepared for us frame and purpose every circumstance which brings us into alignment so your will will manifest itself in our lives give us clear communication from holy spirit in our minds as we destroy any evil negative barriers that would prevent an unrestricted flow of your spirit in each of us we pull down every stronghold of defeat slothfulness self-pity or any lack as we move towards our appointed assignments. We fully embrace spiritual mindsets. Take us off the fence of straddling between fleshly success and take us on the supernatural mindset that allows world-changing creativity. We bind up any lack of faith or double-mindedness as we thank you for pruning us of any unbelief. Sanctify each of your children today. We pray a special anointing over each person's life present on the line today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, you can't come each week. We. I think he froze. I think he froze again. He did. So I'm going to put us in you gallery. You the same person you are five years from now, other than the books you read and the people you meet. And so, you know, you, I know personally, when I used to start going to the meetings with Mr. Dudley's house, and you look back three months earlier or six months, and you realize you've grown. In some ways, whether it's the people you've met or things you've learned, and that's why we do it. You, you can't help but to grow just by being here. So I just want to thank you for coming. But what we do at this time, we just open up for a conversation. We, we, there's no agenda. Uh, if anyone wants to bring up anything, one of the things I always like to do is find out if there's anyone new on the call that hasn't been here before. If you introduce yourself, anyone new? This is Jean Williams, and I'm new. <laughs> well, who are you, Jean Williams? Tell us about you. So. A cosmetologist. Uh, I live in Kannapolis, North Carolina, and I thoroughly enjoyed the meeting. 
Is this Jane Sarah Audrey Williams? Williams? Is, is this is this Jane Audrey Williams from Mr. No, Dudley's group? No, no, okay. This is this is this I know is another Willie. Jane Williams. Yes, this is Willie Jean Williams. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know another Jane Williams. Well, I haven't seen or talked to her in years through the, from the Joe Deli group. Yeah. So, well, well, thank you for coming. I was invited by uh, Ella to join the group tonight. Oh, okay. Oh. Great. Great. So you, you're with the Joe Dudley group anyway. You know, <laughs> right. Ella Ella invited you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was invited by Nicole. I, um, I'm in Cleveland. I run a small, very small business, Persnickety Design Studio. I'm a, a graphic artist by degree, but I'm an artist for life. So okay. I just, just um, I did enjoy your presentation, Nicole's present. And you said you run a large corporation there in Cleveland? But she said she runs a small business. Can she, you hear Rashida? No, she says she runs. She, no, she says she runs a large corporation there in Cleveland. I, I, I'm not going to accept the small business stuff. Well, you know, she. Yeah, we think big here, so I yeah. Agree. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. I'm okay with staying correct. Right. I do too, and I did. I enjoyed thinking <laughs> about this meeting tonight. Thank you. Well, good. Well, you know, we do this every Monday, right? Every Monday. Yes, like I did church. hear that. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll be looking for you. Don't make us come to Cleveland. <laughs> Don't put him Any, to anyone the else test. Is new? Well, you know, I'm not too far. I'm right here in Indianapolis. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I sent her the every dot black link. Come on board. <laughs> come on in, baby. The water's fine. I know that's right. <laughs> and Nicole, this is Apostle Olia. Uh, mm -hmm. I have an opportunity to put a face with the voice we spoke the other day. Yes. I enjoyed the story. It was very, very powerful in the presentation. Very mm -hmm. awesome and inspiring. And it touches our hearts very deeply. We thank God for you and for your strength. I appreciate that. It's a quick testimony, Nicole. I was going to finish that story, but Jimmy took you out of there for like 10 seconds. Jimmy, tell us, I was telling, tell us the story, Jane. I was telling the story. Tell us the story. On the way home from work, being an airborne ranger, I had had like 65 combat jumps and balls of the feet, calf, thigh, buttocks, push-up, muscle, lower back. But I'm heading home one day and a car was coming from the opposite direction. And because it was raining, they hit their brakes and tried to turn in front of me instead of that they, they hit my back bumper and so it dislocated my spine to the right where i couldn't walk so about mm. a year later i'm out here on the walker and crutches my secretary had to drive me to work and we were headed somewhere and another car ran a red light and hit the right side of the car and realigned my spine <laughs> with the first accident i was walking and like you were talking about nicole where you've been in an accident have head trauma I was just walking like a blind person, walking out here, couldn't hardly see. And the police officer said, you can't be here because this is a crime scene. And the second accident, it came from the other way. I got out the car and was walking. I said, wow, I can walk. I hadn't been able to walk in a year. 
But I went back to my car to get my wow. walker, and the police officer says, I'm sorry, you can't be No! This is where we lost the story the last time. <laughs> sure is. You're freezing. You're freezing, James. You're freezing. <laughs> you know, we didn't get a chance to touch much on the uh, Follow Black Dollars uh, concept either, Mr. Davies. Yeah, well, hey, tell us about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Follow Black Dollars is a concept that I came up with around the same time that Every Dot Black launched, yeah. um, where we uh, changed the face value of the U.S. dollar bill. So your dollars, your stamped bills, which you can order from the company from uh, getyourowndamnfish.com, will be worth more, either $1.25 or $1.50 at participating Black-owned businesses, which you can only become a participating Black-owned business through every dollar Black. So uh, we didn't get the opportunity to really announce our merger and uh, you know our quest for economic liberation through our companies coming together where uh, your dollar is worth more and participating Black-owned businesses through every dot Black. So I am thoroughly excited about that. Y'all need to go to, go to getyourowndamnfish.com. The website will explain a lot more about what our economic liberation program is about and the links there, um, you know, for you new folks that's come on and haven't signed up yet, the links there will lead you to every dot Black. And that enrollment will pull you into the Follow Black Dollars uh, network to be able to honor those stamped bills. So anyone can order the stamped bills. I don't care who you are or where you are in the world, but they are only, they're only worth a dollar unless you walk into a participating black owned business that is signed up with every dot black. And it, you know, you get your bills a hundred bucks, your dollars worth a dollar 50. So you get it for 50% off. We have we have changed the face value of the U.S. dollar bill in America and abroad. Isn't that right, Mr. Davies? <laughs> yeah, and and that's to be honest with you, uh, Tam and Nicole are, are explaining it to me. I'm just saying yes, okay. They they're smart. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, just, I, I like the sound of this. I'm just saying, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yes, it's a win-win-win for us all. It's a fabulous way to incentivize um, not just the black community to shop with each other, but for everyone to shop black owned. Um, and because becoming part of the program request that you commit to a level of excellence, because, you know, can I, can I really just be blunt here and say that um, it historically we tied of knuckle okay, for lack of a better phrase, when we're dealing with certain Black-owned businesses, because we do anything wrong, like as a, as a Black business owner, we do anything wrong, and we get the backlash. That's why, I don't, that's why I don't work with Black folks. That's why I don't hire Black folks. But then when you do have a Black-owned business that is excellent at what they do, you want to hook up. You don't want to uh, pay that person for what they're worth. But it's time for that to change. Uh, we don't mind paying the white man or any other man full price for whatever it is that they offer. And um, if you know we're wronged, we may go through proper channels to file complaints or, but we don't stop uh, you know, 
eating at a KFC or shopping at Home Depot or whatever. We just either go to another one or file a complaint. But with us, we're a lot more strict. So um, we want to hop past that and, you know, say that our uh, our business owners more so than any other, because we've always had to work twice as hard to get half as far. But uh, now in supporting each other, we work hard because we love what we do and we take pride in our work. And uh, we don't want to hear that old phraseology anymore. Bring your money here. Your money's worth more. You're going to get a phenomenal service for it. And you're going to tell your friends about it. Um, but uh, and then, of course, it wins for the community because we're pulling back into the black community and we pour into ourselves. We build community centers and churches and and homes and, you know, housing and stuff like that. We are phenomenal entrepreneurs. We just don't give each other the support that we need. And so um, instead of, you know, we can go for circles and round in circles talking about what happened to us, you know, in the Tulsa massacre and the Rosewood massacre and, you know, this massacre and that, this, that, and the other one. But, you know, that we have those of us who like to do the right thing and, and do like, you know, myself and Mr. Davies and, and all the other entrepreneurs here to do the right thing. But if you keep making right turns, you're still going in a circle. What are we going to do now? Well, um, you know, in focusing on what we can do now, um, I, you know, came up with the Follow Black Dollars concept to incentivize us shopping with each other and other folks shopping with us. And I am so happy that Mr. Davies, uh, great minds think alike, and apparently at the same time, is, uh, came up with the uh, directory that uh, we really needed to come together. And, you know, this Follow Black Dollars is the mortar that binds the bricks, that builds the bridges between black communities, um, black empowerment, and uh, the consumer and the rest of the world. So I am absolutely proud to be at this juncture in an absolute pivot um, in history because that's those old days of complaining about what happened, what had happened, are over. It's on to tomorrow now. Amen, amen, amen. Love it. Thank you. Jasmia. Jasmia. Yes. This is your first time, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Welcome. Hi, right, thank you. you. <laughs> so, hey, y'all. Um, my name is Jasmia Horn. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Um, I heard about this wonderful event on Eventbrite a couple of days ago because I've been um, just trying to network with like-minded Black people. <laughs> and it's been difficult, you know. Um, I, 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 it's hard to find, you know, like-minded young people with a, a, a mindset of I need to get my business in order or there's certain things that I need to do. So anyway, um, I'm a two-time Grammy-nominated artist, uh, oh. NAACP award-winning artist and activist, as well as an author. Um, I wrote a book when I graduated from college because I felt like there was a lot of stuff that I learned in college that was not necessarily for the industry that I'm in. And so now I specialize in helping young people um, develop their brand and their musicianship and why both of those are important. And so I do that through initiative that I created called the Jazz Horn International Vocal Initiative, where I kind of just teach, especially Black women, 
um, that are living that I didn't even know lived in China and Japan and Korea and Australia and Istanbul and so many different places that I've been able to travel um, during my tours. I would just say, hey, y'all, did you know that you should do this with your business and do this with your business and, you know, kind of developed um, the initiative from there. So that's what I do. Hey, y'all, um, my Mondays are free, so I will definitely be back. Okay. Nicole, Yay. your book, like I said before, it was definitely a toucher for my heart. I feel like a lot of women need to read this book and I'm definitely going to go download a copy or receive a copy, a physical copy. However, I can get that after this call, because I think your story is definitely necessary and it's imperative for us to understand that during our pain, it's okay for us to suffer and go through things. And it actually helps develop our character and our story. Um, and I'm so glad that y'all are also like loving on the most high. And it, that's a part of, 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 you know, your day, you came in worshiping and came out worshiping. You started with the song and, you know, that's very encouraging um, as well to know that y'all are believers too. So I, I really enjoyed the time here today. Thank you for having me. Well, welcome. It's so good to have you here. I just, I'm so glad you found Every Dot Black. I just love your spirit and what you said. Your organization is called Jazz Horn. I just love that. I love it. I love it. So I'm so glad you found us. Please stay and come back and be a member and join our family. And, and please share your, <laughs> please share your information in the chat so we can keep you updated with all the things that's going on with Every Dot Black. Okay, yeah. I did sign up for the um, mailing list a couple of days ago, and then I think I submitted. Yeah, my information is here at nine twenty. I submitted my information. Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah, and, and uh, Jimmy's really good about putting people to work, so he may even ask you to sing during our <laughs> meetings. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we have had people sing at our meetings. Um, uh, Tammy Mills that she's sang before, but I was going to say too something you mentioned. About six months ago, we had a young lady on, Kim, maybe what was her name? She's a digital nomad. And what I mean by that, she found that because of COVID, there's, and we mentioned black women all over the world, they really are. Uh, she lives in different countries. She found that it was cheaper to live in Bali or Costa Rica or Panama and work remotely than it was to live in Boston or New York. So that's actually true. I've I've done that in a lot of yeah. my career. That's actually so she really actually is traveling the world, working remotely, and and saving money because the cost of living is so much cheaper than having to work in, like say, a Boston. You know, she's like, why, why am I paying out all this money when I can live wherever I want to live and still get my my work done? And it's a whole group of folks that that are young, for the most part, young folks that are doing that. I think that's really amazing. Actually, some of the countries that, um, like, for example, my first time going to, to Beijing, China, they actually pay you to live there. If you are a Black person and you teach anything, it doesn't mm. matter if it's English, if it's uh, culinary arts, if it's how to wipe your behind, like, they will literally hire you and pay you to come over there and teach and teach Chinese people how to do whatever it is Number one, speak English and you don't even have to, you know, speak Chinese and they pay exceptionally well. I have a couple of sisters that that live there and work there and teach in the education system and they have dental insurance, health insurance, eye insurance, like anything that they need. It's it's everything is free and they also pay for their housing and they have personal drivers and babysitters and education 
people for their children and everything. So that's definitely something if you might be interested in, maybe like you want to retire from your job or something and you want to live around the world. I think that's, that would actually be cool. And you'd save a lot of money doing that. So I would, you know, that's, that might be something that, that might be helpful. Jazz, I will be contacting you about that. <laughs> yes, my, I have a nephew that, that was uh, teaching English in uh, China. And he was over there for three years and just came back right before the pandemic started. But he did that for three years. Did he They'll like pay it? you. You got to watch them Chinese because they stay they, they tricky. You know, they shysty, but they will definitely pay you. It's a thing. Yeah, my sister um, taught English in Japan for several years. Well, y'all don't know your lady of leisure. I may be then going to China, Beijing, or somewhere. Of okay. course you will. God of charisma. course you will, Charisma. Of course you will. Of course you will. So, ready on the road, I told you, Camilla, she puts fire underneath my feet and wherever else it goes. And I pack my car up every dot black. I'm in my car. I left my apartment just so I can travel the world and work. I am my work. I can do this on the road. I don't need to sit on my porch and do this job. So guess what y'all got? Now y'all really got a lady of leisure. Your social life butterflies really on the road. <laughs> and, and everybody, the young lady's name that's the digital nomad is Taylor Wallace. That's right, Taylor Wallace. Taylor right. Wallace, she is a digital nomad. And that's wow. when she spoke on that and how cheap it is to just travel the world and, you know. Well, Jean, I'm in my car. What about you? <laughs> I'm, working on my pass I'm working on my passport tomorrow. I got my passport. Trust me, I got my passport. When I left the house, I got my passport. I got about eight or nine suitcases in my bag, guys. Camille, <laughs> Camille is the bomb, honey. Stop talking about what you're going to do and do it. Yes, Camille, we Camille. gone. <laughs> Last week, Camille talked about um, uh, Say Yes to Your Gift was the name of her talk. Say Yes to you. Whatever your gift is, don't hold it back. Mm -hmm. Do it. Live it. And so apparently uh, it resonated with charisma. She, she, she's <laughs> she on the road. Your <laughs> go charisma. And then <laughs> she's going to go to China. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm right behind her. Of course yeah. you are. Okay, that's, guys, I'm, in, I'm on the road. I told you, look at me. Hey, be safe. <laughs> yeah, be safe on the road. Keep your eyes on the road. We can see you. Keep your eyes on the road, guys, exactly. Uh, thank you. Let, let Camille drive a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, Nicole, if we can get together, you're going to have to catch me on the road, honey, fine, on the road. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm mobile myself. So this, you know, this laptop will go anywhere. Exactly the point. That's the main point for me right there. I can get interviews, do live interviews, just go around the world and say, hey, this is patreon.com slash every dot black coming to you in the flesh, honey. What? Yes. I'm in Hawaii. I'm in I'm Hawaii coming. now. I'm coming there too. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. December 17th is my birthday, so I can hang out to the 21st. 
Oh, it's December babies. Yes. Okay, well then y'all need to meet me in Niagara Falls. Who meet me there? That's what I'm on my way to. I'm going to Niagara Falls. Oh, snap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, don't go watch you say something. Okay. No more just talking. We're going to do it. I am in my car going to Niagara Falls by myself. Okay. Okay. All right. What's in Niagara Falls? Yeah, why Niagara Falls? Why don't you go over the falls in a barrel. <laughs> I just came from Tulsa, Oklahoma, so I figured I'd been there. Um, I, I go to New York. I go to Florida. I want to go somewhere that I haven't been. And so I've, I haven't been there. So I figure, hey, I'm going to drive there. And then maybe I'll come back and drive to Hawaii. Hey, I was about to drive to L.A. <laughs> you going to drive to Hawaii? You know what? You're going to get a little wet. Good thing you ain't got to worry about your hair. <laughs> uh, I know. That's right. I don't have to worry about my hair, y'all. Team natural, baby. Team natural. Yeah, like, when did they build a know. tunnel through the Pacific to get to Hawaii? Charisma, oh, Charisma shared. Last week, Charisma shared. Uh, she 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 got rid of the hair. So that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. but I uh, I've been to New York. Uh, while you up there, go to Thousand Islands. It's absolutely beautiful. It's near Niagara Falls. Oh, okay, okay, because I'm definitely, I'm just stopping along the way, and I want to try to stop with people that I can really interview for this show, and so I'm trying something new, and so hopefully in the shows to come, I can have some new material, so that's wow. the reason and the plan for it. Well, you're going to get some yeah. new material. That's great. Mm -hmm. hey, just, Good for hey. you, Charisma. If anybody yeah. could drive to Hawaii, it would be you. All right, y'all. Nicole, what takes you to Hawaii? Um, I was, okay, honestly, um, after my husband passed, I was in my room watching a cooking show, and uh, honestly, I felt like I was living on an island anyway, you know, with what was going on with my family at the time, and uh, Gordon Ramsay was in Maui, and I was like, oh, I love to taste that food. <gasps> I'm moving to Hawaii. I'm out of here, <laughs> and that was that. I got my notepad, and I started writing out a plan, always write your plan. And then I worked the plan. A month later, I flew out here. Um, I stayed in a hostel. I've been a real estate agent, too. I've been a real estate agent, a nursing assistant, a, <laughs> a deliver food, police officer. My hats stack up to the ceiling. Mm. And uh, so, well, you know, I'll go out there and hit the street and find me a place to live. And uh, I flew to Oahu, and then I hopped over to Big Island and... Did a little bit of uh, investigation. I went and got my nails done and had a drink at the bar. You talk to the nail tech and the bartender, they tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> okay. I found this place in about three days. I signed my lease, and the rest, as they say, is history. Wow. I found, and it's, it is what I want to uh, caveat to. I found exactly what I was looking for because, again, I wrote it down. I wanted a house this way. I wanted land this way. I want to be able to do this. And I wanted it, you know, out there and to be private, blah, blah, blah. And this was the, maybe the third house that I looked at. And I found exactly what I was looking for. And when I looked at my old notes, I'm like, yep, do, 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 check. So writing, writing your plan down. I, I don't know a 
famous person or a self-made person or um, anyone that has anything that they acquired on their own without first writing it down. Guess what, y'all? So, Jimmy, <laughs> I know, Jimmy, before you go, can you tell us the name of the artist that um, the song, the last song that you played, I Give Thanks? What's the name Sinash. of the artist? Sinash. Okay, I thought it was Sinash. Yeah, I like her stuff. Okay, thank you. And we always play this to close everyone. Good night, Charisma.
I really like that song. That was nice. Well, I am going to, I just wanted to um, let you know, and I'm going to get out of here, guys. If anybody had any questions or anything before I leave, yeah, um, um, not, you can email me. Um, my information is in the box. You can also log on to getyourowndamnfish.com and order the book. Please don't, I mean, if you can't, don't order it from Amazon. Order, you know, go to, to getyourowndamnfish.com and, and order from there. That would be greatly appreciated. And uh, peace and love, everyone. Thank you so thank much. Thank you Mary. so much, Nicole.